Welcome to episode 372 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, where every week I talk about the inner workings of the entertainment industry with those who have lived it and experienced it. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and I'm excited about today's episode because, you know, every now and then I get these interviews that you never really expect, but once you get them, you just have such a great time, you know, conversing and learning about, you know, said person or person's career. And that's no exception with this week's episode. I had the pleasure of chatting with actor Vince Lozano, and he's been in quite a few notable films uh, throughout his career. And what's really fascinating is that he went from playing sports to becoming an actor, and he made his film debut in Encino Man, which I know is a cult classic, but I actually saw for the first time about a year ago, maybe a little bit more than that. And then he was also in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean with Johnny Depp and other notable stars. So we got to to talk in depth about, you know, really the, the impact that that movie has had in pop culture. Because I can remember that movie being, you know, a, a huge generational hit. Uh, when it came out back in in the early 2000s. So it was great getting to talk with Vince about his career, and hopefully you enjoy hearing it. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Vince Lozano. Happy to be here with my special guest this week, actor Vince Lozano. Vince, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic. How about you? Doing good, doing good, and I appreciate you, you know, taking the time uh, out of your schedule to to chat with me, you know, about your career and uh, one of your upcoming projects. Oh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. So um, I always like to start off these conversations you know, at the beginning because I, I say ad nauseum on the show that there's not really a, like, how-to guidebook on how to get into acting, directing, or whatever it is in the industry you want to do. Everybody kind of forges their own path. So how did you ultimately become an actor? Well, you know, it's interesting because I've been getting that that question quite a bit. And, you know, I thought I was going to be a major league baseball player. I thought I was going to be a superstar. And uh, I realized when uh, I, I was in uh, college that that wasn't going to happen, playing at a Division three school. And I was like, eh, you know. I need to find something else, but but before that, I I, I was uh, um, I went to Brooklyn for the summer to visit my family and my cousins were in the break dancing, and uh, so was hanging out with them and they taught me how to break dance. Usually we're playing sports, but I didn't want to be left out, so I was like, all right, I'll try this break dancing thing, you know. And I realized that it was going to lead me into join. Uh, a group in Cleveland, uh, which we became very popular. We were performing at small clubs. Uh, we did the halftime show for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, we opened up for Run DMC, Fat Boys, Curtis Blow, Nucleus. We did like a small little tour to Columbus, Cincinnati, and and uh, Detroit, and got to meet Run DMC. And I was like, man, these guys look old, not, not realizing that they were only 19 and 20 at the time. I thought they were in their 30s. <laughs> so uh, so learning how to dance and being athletic, um, I got into, uh, uh, there, there, there was a play happening out in Caramel House 
It's in the east side of Cleveland. It's an African-American theater. And uh, they were looking for a, a Caucasian kid that could play basketball, dance, act, and sing. Um, well, I could, I could uh, definitely dance. I could definitely play basketball. Um, I was a very, very good athlete. I'm sorry, my wife is getting in the car in here. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> and my son, you go, go ahead, get in. So, uh, um, so someone reached out to me and said, "Hey, they're they're looking for this kid. Are you interested in auditioning?" And I was like, "Well, I don't know. I never done it before, so I did. Uh, I auditioned. They're like, well." You can't sing, obviously. I was a terrible singer, but they were like, well, turn it into rap. And I could rap. So, and the role was totally me. So I ended up getting the lead in a show my first time out. And that kind of segued me into uh, doing more theater, doing more acting in Cleveland, uh, getting leads in shows. And I was like, huh, maybe, maybe I should take my shot. And I did. And, uh, and here we are now. That's awesome. No, I got to ask because I, I worked in minor league baseball for eight years. Uh, what position did you play in baseball? I, I played second and short. Okay. That's cool. That's real cool. I was a better second baseman than shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have to ask because my about a year, maybe a little bit longer than that, uh, my wife introduced me to a, a little known movie called Encino Man, which, um, you know, you were a part of, what right. was it like making that? Because I, I feel like it's, you know, it, it has its following, you know, as far as like those, you know, cool nineties movies go. So uh, what was your experience like making that? Well, I got a couple of funny stories with that. Uh, cause I, 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 I got to share it with you because I was doing a play called Thanksgiving cries at the time. Uh, Mark Adair Rios was in it. Toby McGuire, Eric Close, Danny Nucci, I don't know if you know all those names, but Danny Nucci was in Titanic, Eric Close without a trace. But anyway, I come to the callback for Encino Man, and I do it. I'm running out going. It was around Thanksgiving time, and, and my mom was visiting. I was leaving. They come running after. Hey, Vince, come back. We want you to uh, audition with Mark, who I, we were doing a play together. So we go in the room. We're dancing, improvising, laughing, this and that. Next thing you know, I get the road. Uh, here we are 30 years later. Marker there was one of my best men in my wedding, and he's the one of my godfathers to to my son. Um, he played my uh, uh, partner in, uh, in, in uh, Encino Man. You know what? That was my first movie. Uh, I was just there at that college not realizing – that's where we filmed because I completely forgot. I'm looking around because I was picking up my niece from college. I'm looking around. This place looks familiar. I'm like, have I have been here before? And I'm like, wait a minute. This is where we shot in Cino, man, at Mission College out in uh, Silmar. Not knowing, not realizing. But you know what? It was such a great, great experience. Uh, so much fun. Brandon Frazier just won an Oscar and... I can't remember uh, the other actor's name, uh, but uh, he won an Oscar and I had a scene with both of them. So uh, who would have thought 30 years later, you know, they would win Oscars and here we are and I'm still working as an actor and 
you know, Pauly Shore was so funny, Sean Aston, Brandon Frazier, Lee Mayfield was the director, and, uh, you know, it, it, and especially being that one of my friends uh, was part of the movie, too, you know, we, we were partners on it. Uh, it, it was it was a great experience and it shows you never know like what what direction life can take you like you mentioned with your friend being you know the godfather of your kids being one of the best men at your wedding you just never know what little events going to happen that kind of spawns that off and that's what's so great about being an actor you know because you're in the trenches uh it, regardless if you're doing theater or, or a film you know, and you create this bond because, you know, I, I like to say you're going to war. It's not really going to war, but you're going to battle, you know, to rise to the occasion. And, and you know, and, and that's how you create these friendships because they know what you're going through. And uh, and I, I've been fortunate to have, make a lot of great friends uh, uh, working in this business. Absolutely. Of course, I've got to ask about Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, I was junior in high school when this movie came out and i remember going oh. <laughs> junior I, wow now i feel old <laughs> uh, I, I people make me feel old every day now so i totally feel <laughs> your pain but I, I remember going to that movie opening day and this is before you could do like reserve seating and all that so you had to get to the theater as soon as you could and right. i had to sit in the third row because of how packed the movie was so when you were a part of that, like as you guys were making the movie, did you ever think that it would become this, you know, like generational phenomenon? I love to say 100% yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> we had no clue what we were doing. You know, all we knew is, is we're doing some cool stuff because we, we couldn't see the CGI. Uh, we didn't know what they were doing with the ghosts. You know, because we would do one take as us, and then uh, someone from uh, ILM would come out with this round thing. I think it was a camera, and he'd go around in a circle where we where we shot and all that filmed. And uh, but honestly, um, the first time I saw Johnny do Johnny was at Universal, and it was a scene with Kevin McNally with the pigs. Uh, when he throws the water on 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 uh, Gibbs, and then he wakes up, and then I'm looking at Johnny doing what he's doing. I'm like, "Holy cow, man! That that's really cool. That's really really cool what he's doing." But it wasn't till the Super Bowl party with the Buccaneers and Raiders were playing. Uh, we had a party at in the Caribbean, and uh, we knew the trailer was gonna play. And once we saw that trailer, we all got goosebumps. We were all screaming and yelling, giving high fives. And I happened to be the button on the trailer. And, uh, and you know, it, it was a thrilling moment for me and all of us. And from that day on, we knew we were part of something special. That's fantastic. I, I can I only imagine being there watching that trailer for the first time. And just like the goosebumps you guys had to have was that that's incredible. We might have been a little drunk from the rum, but but uh, we were nothing wrong with we that. Were, we were celebrating, you know. I mean, it was it, it's one of the, those special moments in my life that I always remember, and uh, just remember us 
hugging, high fiving. It, it was like we won the Super Bowl, and uh, and just to look in everyone's face from well, Gore already knew, and and Martin uh, Martin already knew the, uh, one of the editors and camera guy. They knew what they were doing, and but just seeing the look on Jeffrey, Johnny, Zoe, uh, Kira. Um, the list goes on, you know, it, it was so much fun. And, and it's cool to, to, you know, think all these years later, you think of like Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow or, you know, Jeffrey Rush as Barbosa. Like you can't picture anybody else in those roles. Like they're, they're generational roles, in my opinion. Yeah, they're iconic. And, and you know, it, it's kind of like you said, Encino Man has this like cult following, you know, Pirates has the same thing. You know, because there's so many people that dress up like pirates. There's a whole subculture out there of pirates, which is really cool. But then you have the the regular people, you know, who don't dress up. And and they come up to us and always say, this movie made a difference in my life or, or, or changed my life um, or gave me a message that I was missing. And you know, I don't know what that was, why I connected so much, but I think a lot has to do with with just going after that dream, you know, and that dream of Jack Sparrow having the black pearl and the last line, take me to, to my horizon, you know, and I think that that connects with so many people. Absolutely. So fast forwarding to some of your current work, um, you have a film called Trauma Therapy Psychosis, which will be coming out on September 1st. So uh, talk to me about the experience of, of making that film. Um, so originally I was in the original Trauma Therapy and I'm good friends with the writers, Tom Lloyd, David, Joshua Lawrence. And we were sitting around one day, hey, it'd be cool to do a, a film together, you know, uh, maybe improvisation, whatever, but they ended up writing the script and they go, hey, we wrote a role for you called Victor. Now, for this one, uh, Trauma Therapy Psychosis, originally I wasn't in the film. Um, they they shot it in Scotland. Um, it's it's a very intense film, very in your face. Um, it, and it's a standalone film, so you don't need to watch the first one to get what's going on in this one. But if you want to, please do, you know, cause I can use some more residual checks, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, um, this film, um, uh, so later on, David and, and Tom, after we're done with the cut and they looked at it, they're like, Hey, we want you to come back and reprise, uh, Victor. And we want you to do it with, uh, Tom Sizemore. I'm like, well, that's cool. I love Tom Sizemore, you know, Black Hawk Down, Heat, uh, Saving Private Ryan, and, you know, he's such an intense, intense actor. I'm like, let's do it. So it, it was it was intense and uh, very edgy, and, uh, and I think people like this film because it's very well shot. It has a, a very uh, uh, 70 feels to, to the look of it. And, uh, you know, it's it's a little bloody and and very it's a psychological warfare. Yeah, and I, I look forward to seeing it. And I, I'm sure, you know, with it being Tom Sizemore's last movie um, adds a little little something extra to it. Yeah, you know, it, it sucks that, you know, he's not here. 
to to see the film because uh, he's really good in it, and uh, and our scene together doing the podcast, he was really good at pushing my buttons. I was good at pushing his buttons. We you know we got into it you know, but it it, it was very organic. So meaning we didn't know what was going to happen, but the director gave us the freedom to improvise, and he ran with it. I'm like, well. You know what? I'm gonna join the party, and uh, and uh, we had a blast. You know, we we went at each other. Um, you know, we yelled at each other, but at the at, at the end, we complimented each other, said great work, gave each other a hug. Then afterwards, we went to Trails Tacos, had tacos, drank some rum. Well, I drank rum. I don't think he drank, but I don't remember. But but I remember him having nice big steak bowl. That uh, that Trejo makes, and it was really good. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Um, as we start to wrap up here, I, I did want to ask you, um, what's one piece of advice that you could give to an aspiring actor? Um, one piece of advice. What would I say? You're either all in or all out. So, meaning, if you're going to commit to acting, you got to commit one hundred percent. You can't sit there and say, well, I'm, I'm going to touch the water, but I'm going to go over here and study to be a doctor or a lawyer and then, you know, maybe be an actor, whatever. No, you got to be 100 percent committed because once you leave the biz, it's hard to get back in. It really is. I, I've, I've had friends that have left the business and and tried to get back in. And it's so hard. And, and another piece of advice is. Believe that you can do it and do the work, meaning really, really do the work. And uh, when I say do the work, it's it's about learning the craft, but also learn about yourself because all characters come from you. And we have 50 million characters within, within us. It's just a matter of tapping into those characters. So... And don't be afraid to tap into it. Don't don't be afraid to travel to the dark side. Don't be afraid to look ugly. Don't be afraid to be pathetic. Because that's what makes a good actor. A good actor is living, not telling the story, but living the story. Absolutely. Do you have a website or social media you'd like to plug so the listeners can follow you? Uh, they can find me on Vince Lozano page on Instagram. Facebook, Vince Lozano page, and uh, I have a, uh, I, I think I have a website. I haven't been on it, but VinceLozano.com, and what else do I have? I, I'm on Twitter, but I don't remember my handle. But anyway, they can find me on Instagram. Fantastic. Well, Vince, thank you so much for taking the time to have this chat. This was great. Awesome. Thank you, man. This is a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thank you again to Vince Lozano for that fantastic conversation. Be sure to follow him on Instagram. The link is in the show notes. And check out his latest film, Trauma Therapy Psychosis, which will be available September 1st on demand and on digital. For next week's podcast, we're going to be having another fascinating conversation with screenwriter, TV personality, executive producer, and filmmaker Serena DC about her documentary, Beyond the Grave, which, as you could probably guess by the title, has to deal with the afterlife. And it's a really fascinating documentary and can't wait for you guys to hear about it from you know, one of the numerous people that made the documentary a reality. And then in two weeks' time, it will be the return of the top five list. I know it's been a bit since we've done a top five, and I can't believe that we haven't done this top five list yet for the podcast. 
top five films from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So if you're a Marvel fan, definitely come back in two weeks time. And don't forget to submit your list. Be sure to follow me on Facebook to find out uh, when the post goes live for you to drop your list in the comments. And speaking of social media, if you want to follow the show on social media, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, everything is in one location, linktree.com slash Podcast. Everything Derek Diamond Experience related is all in one simple location. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. So thank you again to Vince Lozano. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here next Monday for another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. Oh,